Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. I'm taking on two Ask Shauna questions in this episode. My partner won't let me see what he spends, and that makes me super nervous. And I lent my friend money. Now what? They won't even treat me to dinner. 
Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Hey, so good to have you here for a new Ask Shauna episode. I have been so, so sick the last few weeks. This is actually the first week when my voice is healed, I'm not coughing, I can tackle some new and juicy Ask Shauna questions, and wow, you have been sending in some amazing questions. I am so excited by this community, by, gosh, your interest in just learning everything about money and really wanting to dissect your relationship with money and These questions are just freaking fabulous. So if you have a question and you want to have me chat about it on an Ask Shauna episode, you can head to the link in the show notes. There's a quick little questionnaire you can fill out. You can, of course, remain anonymous. You do not have to give me your name at all. But I think it's just fun to hear, I don't know how much we all share in in common about money and how we're all out there just kind of struggling to do the same things, to not freak the F out about money and to remain calm and find some ease and also like just figure out how we're going to live a a good life. So I hope it's been a great couple of weeks for you. Certainly, I hope you've been healthier than I have been, but I'm on the mend and that is all that matters. Before we jump into the episode, though, If you love these Ask Shauna episodes, do me the highest favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts or the link in the show notes, leave me a five-star review for the show. It really means so, so much to me. I promise it just takes a few seconds to do so, but this really helps our show to continue to grow in the rankings so we can get bigger guests. We've got some exciting things coming up in the next few months on this show, so it's going to be great. But I would love to hear just an honest review. If you love the show, you don't love the show, everything is is welcomed. All right. I love these two Ask Shauna questions we're tackling today because one, I feel like we can all relate to them. And two, they really speak to the power of your relationship with money. And again, show how everyone just has a really messed up and complicated relationship with money. So it's good to know that you are certainly not alone out there. So the first question comes from Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, Shauna, I really need your help. I listen to every single episode. So thank you for all the good stuff. My partner and I have been together for four years now, and we're both committed to paying down our combined credit card debt, student loan debt, and saving to buy a new house. We don't have a shared bank account. We have separate accounts, but we put a certain amount each month into a joint account to pay for all the house bills, etc. You know, all the stuff. Anyway, we set these money goals in place earlier this year, had a big talk after listening to an episode about open and honest communication about money. I feel like we made a lot of progress. And then we just hit a brick wall. My partner won't let me see what's going on in his account. I tried to set up a joint QuickBooks or even a Monarch Money account like you suggest, but he refuses. Like he gets angry and won't talk about it. So how am I supposed to know if he's saving his part or paying off debt and not just spending all his money? How am I supposed to feel like a partnership when money is always getting in the way? I'm so sad, lost, hurt, and confused. Any suggestions for how I move forward from here? I know this is tricky stuff, so I appreciate any thoughts you have. 
Whew, Elizabeth, <laughs> thanks for sharing all of this first. Thanks for your candor and your honesty. I can certainly sympathize, empathize with your situation. And you're right, money is very, very tricky, especially in relationships. And you can see a lot of the layers of complexity here. So you think you're doing something good by having this conversation earlier this year. You set up an action plan for you both. You trust that the other person is going to do their part. You trust in this shared money goals and vision that you have together, but you feel blindsided by his shutting you out and anger towards the situation. And I find that this happens a lot, actually. There are a couple of things that really come to mind. The first thing I just really want to talk about is that when we're in a partnership with somebody and we haven't done the work ourselves on our own relationship with money, and you know, that looks a little bit different for every person, but it really comes from this understanding of how you were raised, how money was talked about when you were young. Uh, what were the the money beliefs in your family? Was there anger? Was there stress? Was there excitement around money? Was there pressure to be perfect around money? What was the environment in which you grew up in? And then what kind of happened to you, I would say from like high school until maybe mid to late 20s, this is, is another big, really impressionable time in your relationship with money. Were there student loans? Were you struggling? Were you always stressed out? Did you have to work five jobs? Did things come easy to you? What was that time in your life like? So really understanding how you think, act, and feel about money is super important. And many times when we come into a relationship, and certainly in a relationship that we're either going to get married or it's going to be you know, a long-term partnership, we're both messed up individually in our own relationships with money. And then we're trying to do something combined together. We're trying to move closer to these goals, to this vision of life that we have. And it gets really difficult. And it's, it's a lot of not dealing with our own relationship. It's a lot of not wanting to, or even knowing how to communicate effectively with the other person. It's getting bitterness, feeling rejection, judged, uh, scrutinized, all of these emotions that are really heavy, big emotions that we just really want to run and hide from. <laughs> and I find that's often why people in partnership want separate bank accounts. I understand really where that that need, where that... Um, I don't, it, it gives you a feeling of, of self-control comes from because you want to know that yeah, I can kind of spend my money how I want to without somebody judging me. But there's also a lot that happens in that scenario because you aren't then necessarily responsible to somebody else. And I don't know, there's there's a huge gray area, right, when it comes to managing money in relationships. So a couple of things, Elizabeth, to think about. One is, again, he may have some unexamined feelings around money from childhood, even trauma that might have existed in other relationships where he is immediately put in this fight or flight mode when the subject of money comes up. 
So I'm wondering, you know, do you know anything about his childhood, how money was handled with his parents, whoever raised him? Are there patterns you can see from past relationships that might be repeated in your current relationship? From the get-go, how were your conversations about money? I mean, way back to when you were first dating, was money an issue? Did you talk about money? How long did you wait to have those conversations and what were those conversations like? So you're looking to be a bit of a detective and kind of put some puzzle pieces together. It doesn't solve the behavior. It doesn't make the behavior better, but it might bring some awareness to, okay, these are some of the underlying foundational issues that exist that you can see from your point of view. Maybe you know, can you look at it from his point of view? Can you see, okay, maybe how I'm approaching the conversations or the situation, maybe it might be triggering to him. Maybe I might want to try different words or set a different scene or a different situation. There are a million different scenarios here, but what I'm saying is, is try to figure out if there are any clues from his past that might be playing into how he's currently handling these conversations around money. So let me give you an example. My husband, Jeff, he came from what he calls, and I would classify it as this, a traumatic upbringing where he moved from many, 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 many different houses. They would either get evicted or there'd be a lot of money and then there wouldn't be a lot of money. And so for him... He gets really nervous around something that doesn't feel stable and comfortable. And I'm an entrepreneur and my income goes all over the place, up, down, round, you know, backwards, forwards. That's just part of the life of being an entrepreneur. And so in times where money was a little bit leaner early on in our relationship, when we were both recovering from divorce debt that we had from previous relationships, It would make him very, very nervous if I talked about, well, we don't have enough money for that right now, or money's a little tight. I could just see in him the anxiety well up because it brought him immediately back to childhood, immediately back to those fears and that lack of safety and security and being comfortable around money. And so for me, I had to really think, okay, How do I approach these conversations in a different way so that he can still feel safe, but that I'm able to openly communicate what is actually going on? And that's when we really started to have money dates, weekly money dates, just quick little 15-minute money check-ins. And it started to lower the temperature around money because it was like, okay, here's what's going in, here's what's going out. Here's what's happening with our money. It's good, great, not so good, in the middle, whatever it might be. And it just became more matter of fact, just like any other conversation we would have. And we were taking out the intensity around the feelings about money. So I don't know if that helps you, but that is just a reality that I've dealt with in my relationship. And I I see it really common in lots of relationships where uh multiple, you know, each partner is going to have a different money story, a different uh, situation around how they were raised. And you can just so easily, like the flip of a switch, get triggered back into 
those childhood feelings that you may not even know what they're about. You may get anxious or fearful or um, defensive or whatever it might be. And it's like, where did this come from? And so that takes some time and some examination. Another thing, Elizabeth, to think about is, you know, does he feel like you're being judgmental when it comes to money? There's a lot of insecurity with money. So maybe he feels like he's supposed to have everything figured out. Maybe he feels a responsibility to you and your money goals. Maybe he has a fear that if you saw how he spent and saved his money, you would just flat out reject him. Rejection is a huge emotion when we're talking about a relationship and specifically when we're talking about money because money is this primal need that we have. And there is this crazy idea out there that we have to be perfect. We have to make all the right decisions. And that doesn't exist, my friend. It just If it does, I really would like it, but it doesn't exist. So again, this may be a trigger back to his childhood or a, you know, a previous relationship. There's also a big thread in all of us that feels really saddened by our money mistakes, that we're not at the quote unquote, the place that we're supposed to be financially by a certain age. I have had so many conversations with friends about this. I know this personally myself, where I feel like I should have had things all together by X age or by X point in my life. And that there shouldn't have been any hiccups or, uh, you know, things shouldn't have gone awry. But the reality is that life is completely a journey and it's seldom this upward slope. And so maybe there is a lot of sadness that he has, that he is not able to provide better or to have met certain needs or goals or Maybe it comes from a place of he really loves you and wants to give you all these things and maybe he just doesn't know how to figure it out, right? If we go back to the conversation about financial literacy and the lack of financial literacy, I mean, one of the things that I really am trying to do with this podcast is to help you not just learn the how-tos about money, but really understand a holistic viewpoint about money and Learn a lot of those money lessons that you just weren't taught anywhere. Nobody knew to sit you down and and teach you these things. And so there could be this this fear of, of not knowing what to do, not knowing the right choices to make with your money. So you just continue on the pattern of how you've always been doing things because you just don't know what to change. And so there's a learning component as well that could come along with this situation of, okay, maybe maybe he doesn't really know the best way to save and spend his money. Maybe he needs more of a uh, some sort of savings plan, some sort of spending plan put together so that he has a really good grasp on how, you know, how he's working his money. Maybe he needs to be a little bit more intentional with how he's spending his money, but maybe he just doesn't know where to start. And so there could be a lot of fear in, in that as well. So those are just a couple of things that I really want you to just think about. Um, I know they're difficult because they don't remedy the situation, but they might help you just have greater awareness or be able to to, to get in touch with how he's feeling or what he might be feeling. 
Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? 
I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. So here are a couple of things that I would suggest you try. First, I would say set aside some time when you can both be together without TV or phone and grab a couple of sheets of just plain paper. Make a nice meal, go out, you know, whatever feels comfy for you both. But here's what I want you to do. On four pieces of white paper, I want you to title each one career, relationship, future, and fun. And on each piece of paper together, I want you to just take some time and write out your goals, your fears, your wishes, your wants, et cetera, whatever you want to write about each of those categories with one rule. So this is not going to be a bashing session. This is a together session. So I want you to together think about what do you want your careers to look like? What are your goals? What are your fears? Uh, What do you want to accomplish in the next year? Your relationship, the same things. What do you want to do as a couple? Where do you want to travel? What are those big milestones that you want to achieve? And what are the action steps you're going to take? The future one, this is the money one, right? I'm not classifying it as money because we've already identified this as a trigger word. So I'm going to call it future. I want you to think about what does your future look like? Where are you living? What are you guys doing? Uh, What are your hobbies? How are you spending your time? And then the fun one is just fun. And I always say that every couple, you need to bring in fun in the relationship. So how are you going to spend some money? Are you going to go out to a, a weekly you know, date, a dinner date? Is that your idea of fun? Are you, gosh, are you doing things individually and then you're coming together? Do you do sports together? Like, What are you doing to bring some fun into your life, into your relationship? So this is a really fun exercise Jeff and I have done this a couple of times, and what I find is that it just kind of helps you break down all of those barriers and walls between each other and shake some things off and be like, okay, let's let's come together as partners. Let's use our strengths rather than our weaknesses. Let's try to figure this all out together. And if you go and you do it in a setting that is relaxing and inviting, you would just be really surprised at, at how you can talk about these things from a place of um, love rather than this place of fear and rejection and anxiety and all of those words that come up. Number two, I would say, see if you can open a dialogue with him using kind of these words, but make them your own, honey or whatever you call him. I've been thinking about those money goals that we set in the beginning of the year, and I'm still really excited by them. I've noticed, though, that you have some strong emotions when I bring up the goals or when I talk about wanting to create a shared tracking system, whatever it is, fill in the blank with your words. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're feeling? I'm curious, and I just really want to understand you better. So this is a great great dialogue question to lower the temperature because what you're saying is, I see you, I see this that makes you stressed out. And what I want to do is figure out what's going on. I just want to understand you better. And those words really help invite somebody in to help them 
search their own emotions around money to try and figure out what's going on. So give that one a try. And number three, back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, check in on your thoughts and your feelings about money. Are you projecting anything towards him that might be repressed on your end? Are you expecting him to have it all figured out? Are you holding his spending and savings to an expectation that you have that he might not be able to or even wish to follow through on? Are you creating an open and honest space with yourself around money? So this isn't the most fun, right? But do some introspection and really take some time and figure out what's going on with you. And that also is very helpful because if you can work on your own relationship with money, you can meet him at a place where you've already done some of the work and you can help him as well. So you might also look into maybe hiring a money therapist as well that can help you both work through the feelings if, if this continues, if it continues with this intensity. But having a strong shared money vision, it is an important ingredient to a healthy relationship, but it just takes time and it takes work and it takes patience and it takes love on both ends because money is tricky and scary. You put that right in your question. So I'm hoping these were just a few things that that might be able to help you. Don't feel like you have to try everything at, at once. Just pick a starting point and you know your partner better than anybody, hopefully. So, uh, you know, let me know. Let me know if you try one of these techniques and something starts to just kind of magically help the situation. Talking just goes a long way. Having good, honest, open, loving conversations, you would be surprised (laughs) at how much that can really help. Our second Ask Shauna question comes from Belinda. I have been dying to ask this question for some time now, but honestly, I've just been afraid to know what you might tell me. My friend was in a lot of money trouble about six months ago and needed to borrow about $1,000. My fault is that I didn't set up any conditions really for borrowing the money. I just gave it to her because that's what I would have wanted someone to do for me. Now she's doing better and thriving at her job and hasn't offered to pay any of it back. We went out for drinks last week and she was sharing how she's in such a better money position right now. I said I just wanted to stay for one round of drinks because I didn't want to spend a lot of money on alcohol and she thought I was being a big party pooper. It made me really mad. And my personality is one that doesn't like conflict, so I just brushed it off. Shauna, is there anything I can do to fix this situation? I was surprised she wouldn't even offer to buy me a drink after I had lent her that much money. It's like it never even happened. Thanks for your thoughts and thanks for the Everyone's Talking Money podcast. It's honestly so bingeable and I never thought I would say that about a money podcast. All right, Belinda, I have got some great ideas for you on this one because, wow, I have been in this situation before and I know so many people who have as well. This is a tough one and it's that that tough spot, right? When a good friend wants to borrow money or needs to borrow money and you have a good heart and you want to lend them the money, you want to help them out, but then comes all of the aftermath. Do I set up rules? Do I not set up rules? Do I expect to get the money back? Do I not expect to get the money back? 
how do we engage when we go out and spend money now going forward? I mean, there's just so many questions to think about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks? Where they explain how you get started right away. And back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So Belinda, I think the biggest thing is that you can't go in reverse. So what's done is done. I'm wondering, have you tried to talk to your friend at all about the situation? I am also a huge conflict avoider, so I understand not wanting to bring it up or being nervous about doing so. It's easy to say, well, I would do something differently if it was me, but you never know how you're going to react in a money situation. I would say ask your friend over or for a walk or some activity together that doesn't cost any money. Tell her that you were so happy to lend her the money because you know that she really needed it at that time. However, you felt a little, fill in the word here with your emotion, stressed out, frustrated, pissed off, whatever that word is, when you were out the other night and she didn't thank you or offer to pay for a drink for you or acknowledge that you had even lent her 
what you consider to be a large sum of money. You know, tell her that you don't want this to come between your friendship. So it's important that you can openly express your feelings and talk about the situation. This is big. Give her the benefit of the doubt for a first conversation. Obviously, if this continues to happen or if she isn't receptive to how you feel, then that's a whole other conversation to have about your friendship. But give her the benefit of the doubt when you're having this first conversation because this might be the first time that you're openly expressing to her how you're feeling and that this situation is making you a bit uncomfortable and that you just you just don't really know how to to handle this. I would say that she might not even be aware that you were expecting uh, additional thank yous or that you were expecting some sort of repayment or that you were expecting that she buy you a drink or something like that when you're when you're out. So if we don't have the the rules of engagement set up from the get-go, that's okay. It's not it's not the end of the world, but maybe we need to set up rules of engagement now and say, okay, here's my expectation going forward. Either I don't expect you to pay me back the money or, hey, could you pay me back a certain amount every month or pay me back this amount or, hey, can you just buy me a drink from time to time? That would make me feel a lot better about the situation. So whatever it is that you really, really want, Belinda, that is what I want you to communicate to her. And so take some time and figure out what is your expectation? What would make you feel okay about the situation. And as I said in the first Ask Sean in this episode, remember everyone's relationship to money is messy and and complicated and kooky and crazy. So she might even be ashamed that she had to borrow the money. And so she's probably dealing with her own relationship with money and her own fears and gosh, so many different things that that come into play when somebody asks to borrow money. And I know I recently had a friend ask me if they could borrow some money. And I thought, okay, my first instinct, of course, is to say yes, because that's just the type of person I am. But I said, okay, let me think about the situation. So I had a conversation with my friend and said, okay, what are the rules around borrowing the money? And They said, okay, well, I'm going to borrow the money, but here is how I'm going to pay you back over the next three months. And I said, okay, that's perfect. You can take six months if you need. You don't have to pay me back over three months. But we worked out some sort of payment plan. And in fact, that friend said to me, I don't want things to get weird between us. (laughs) So I want to make sure that, that it's very clear about how you're lending the money and how I'm paying it back. But... Those conversations are just never easy. They're always weird. They're always a little bit awkward. They always make you feel a little bit nervous. And I know that my friend who asked to borrow the money certainly didn't want to have to ask to borrow the money. So there is also that that embarrassment, that sadness on their end. But it's okay. It's okay. We all have these human feelings around money and we all have these complexities around money. So you can't go in reverse, Belinda, but see if you can get to some sort of place, some sort of foundation right now with your friend where you can move out some of this 
negative, uh, these negative feelings, I should say, that that you're having. I don't know if she's having those at all. She might just be so elated that everything is going so fantastic with her now. Maybe she even forgot that you lent her the money. I don't know. Again, I'm trying to give trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt here. But the moral of the story in each of these questions that uh, we've tackled today in the episode is that talking about money is difficult. I fully understand that. And it's difficult because there are all these different layers. But good, honest, open, calm, non-judgmental conversations do really go very, very far. They help to clear the air. They help to get you on the same page. They help you to be able to discover your emotions. You might not even know what you're feeling, particularly around money. So they help you kind of get to the root of what you're feeling and to be able to express it in a way that hopefully the other person is on the other end, open and ready to receive your feelings as well around money. And it's hard because we can't walk in anybody else's shoes. We don't know what anybody else is really honestly thinking or feeling. But if we spend some time and just hear and we ask questions in a way that they are open questions. So it's it's not a, you did this, or you didn't do this, or you spent money on this, or why would you do this? Or how could you think, you know, those types of questions really, really trigger people in the fight or flight, even the freeze mode, because they take you back to those trauma moments that you have experienced throughout your life around money. So rather than those hard hitting questions, ask questions from a curious point of view. You know, I'm really curious. I notice when we talk about money, you get very anxious. Can you tell me a little bit about where that comes from or what you're feeling? Ask these questions in a way that is is open and inviting, in a way that you would want somebody to ask a question like that to you. Even Belinda, in your situation, asking a question of, I lent you the money, I was more than happy to do it. I'm I'm feeling this this certain way. Can we just have an open conversation about it? So set the temperature, bring the temperature down. Let's try not to make money any more complex, any more nerve-wracking than it absolutely is. All right, I have loved these two Ask Shauna questions. Again, if you have a question, you can head to the show notes and send me anything that you want me to talk about money. Please share this episode with some friends, family members. Who knows? Maybe it's just like a little nudge. Hey, we should be having these open conversations about money. And a reminder, if you could head to whatever app you're listening to this podcast in, leave us some stars, a review for the episode. That would mean so, so much to me. I will see you back here in a few days with a brand new episode.